Welcome to House of Whimsical Terror. I'm Esther. I'm Mary. And we're speaking to you from Tucson, Arizona. And we're telling real stories of the fantastical. All of our stories are true or told to us as true. And we occasionally alter names to protect privacy. And occasionally we alter locations for the, for same, the same reason. reason. Yep. So today's story is... Park Street Spirits, Esther. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I attended the U of A quite a while ago, so long ago that there were two theaters that no longer exist there. There was Park Street Theater and Studio A, which were raised, I don't know how many years ago, to build the new facilities there that have made mm -hmm. it into a really incredible new theatrical complex right. but back then they were two separate theaters that you know people doing their masters at the u of a and theater could do their master's thesis there or they would have like a studio series that mm -hmm. was kind of a, a smaller more simple simple version of things whereas the main stage where all the big productions happened right so what happened with me is I was stage managing a show in Studio A. Uh -huh. Studio A was just a black box theater, you know, just, right. you know, chairs and risers that you could move around. So um, very bare bones. Yeah, just four walls. You didn't know how to create it. It didn't have a bathroom. Oh. Which is not a scary thing, but it's kind of important well, it could to be. the story. Next door, Park Street Theater. Mm -hmm. That's where the bathrooms were. So actors and during rehearsals and audience during the show had to use Park Street Theater's bathrooms. So I had keys to both mm. as a stage manager. So I lived way over on the east side, way over by Davis Monthan Air Force Base, which those of you who are not from Tucson know, it's way it's over really on far. the southeast side. Yeah. And I didn't have a car so I stayed at the university all day at a fencing class in the morning and then mm -hmm. was, you know, stage managing till like 10 o'clock at night wow. and I would get really tired. So I would try to find places to kind of sleep at the university, but there really wasn't much mm -hmm. around. And one day I thought, you know what? I've got these keys to Park Street Theater. Ah. Park Street Theater had these really cool old fashioned uh chairs they were like that those red leather chairs with kind of the iron grill work on the arms oh yeah but you know it was like a cushion of about a foot yeah. and a half of like just cushiony yumminess mm -hmm. and i thought you know what i'm gonna go into park street just take a nap in there right so that's what students do <laughs> <laughs> yes and this student was exhausted exhausted so you know, I'd just be walking around thinking all I want to do is sleep. All I want to do is sleep. It's like torture. And so I went over to Park Street and I opened it up. There's no one in there. And I turned on the light in the lobby and then walked through the lobby into the theater proper where the audience was. Mm -hmm. And I walked in, lights were all off, and I just sank down into the chair. And I did something you're not supposed to do in theater. So don't do this. Okay. And I put my feet up in the chair in front of me because I was just trying to oh, yeah. like <laughs> sort of lay yeah. down, rest my eyes. Right. And I fell asleep, like just, you know, kind of that sleep. Mm -hmm. And then 
it must have been maybe a minute and I was wide awake. Like just this, all of this oh, wow. like fear and anxiety running through me. Mm -hmm. And I thought there is something behind me and there was something under my legs. Whoa. And so I was afraid to take my feet off the chair and put them on the ground, but I was more afraid of what was behind me. Mm -hmm. So I got up, I stood up mm -hmm. and I thought I want to get a good look at that. And I don't know why, but I turned around and right where I'd been sitting, like kind of leaning over the seat mm -hmm. was this creepy looking dude. He had like this grin that I can't even oh. describe like it just just evil and oh. ill intended um, mm -hmm. and kind of sleazy at the same time. Oh. So I ran out of there and walked through the lobby, closed it. And now I'm like wide awake. Oh, and yeah. Have all this anxiety. Right That's terrifying. Me. Terrifying. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know what? I need to talk to my academic counselor anyway. So I'll go over to I think she was in the Harville building at the time and I'll go over there and, and uh, see if I can see her. So I got there and sure enough, she had like a, a short line of people waiting to see her, mm -hmm. but I thought all I want to do is be around live humans right now. So right. I sat down at the end of the line, people were sitting in line against yeah. the wall. There were no chairs. And so I sat down next to um, Greg, the young man who was, who was there waiting. And he said, what's wrong? Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, I'm, I just need to see my counselor and just need to get, you know, get grounded. He goes, you look like you've seen a ghost. Oh, wow. And I said, okay. well, and I told him the story. Uh -huh. And he looked at the young woman sitting next to him. I think her name was Dodie. I can't remember. And uh, he said, she doesn't want to talk about this. And then he looked at her. He said, can I tell her? Uh -huh. And Dodie nodded her head. And he said, we were in there working on a show one night and weird things would happen. We'd have tools and the tools would be moved. Uh, you know, they were working on the set. Uh -huh. Lights would go out. The lobby light, especially, I guess, would come off and on. Wow. Even though, you know, they'd turn it off to save energy or they'd turn it on because they were doing some of their work in there and it would just switch. Uh -huh. So he said the worst thing that ever happened, though, is they were painting the floor of one of the sets and suddenly the lights went out mm. and they both whispered to each other we need to get out of here so all the wow. lights in the building it was nighttime so there was no light on oh wow. and he said one of them whispered let's just crawl over till we can feel the wall because they uh -huh. couldn't see so they didn't know where they were going so they did and then they stood up and they found the back wall and they were doing kind of, you know, you do like hand over hand to kind of yeah. guide yourself. They were going to guide themselves yeah. around the side and then out the back door. And he said, suddenly, Dodie whispered to him, there's something with us. And he said, what do you mean? She said, there's something next to me. There's something next to mm -hmm. me. <laughs> and he yes. said, he, they both stopped and froze for a minute. And they could oh, wow. feel something, but it seemed really big, like bigger than a human. Uh -huh. But whatever it was, when they continued on to get the heck out of there, they could feel as though something could see in the dark, but was mocking them and putting oh, hand over wow. hand next to them. They could hear it. And they uh -huh. could, so they got to the 
And, and they, they ran out the door. And after that, he said, we never went in there at nighttime and we always left the back door open wow. while we, even in the daytime when we're working in there, he said, and we've seen other things in there. He said, I wonder what the person looked like that was behind you. And I said, well, he was like a, a man, like maybe in his late forties. And he said, yeah. And mm -hmm. he started nodding like he knew what I meant. And then he said to me, he was um, big, but not, you know, he was, he was more stocky. I said, yeah, not, didn't seem super tall, but stocky, yes. And he said, and he didn't have like dark hair and not white hair. I said, exactly, salt and pepper hair. And he uh -huh. said, and he had a grin on him that looks like he does bad things to children. And I said, oh. that's exactly who I saw. Like oh. he's, and, and there were other descriptors that he right. gave me, but they were absolutely right. the same as this person. He goes, we've seen him in there and we've seen others. And then it oh. occurred to me when he said that, I didn't tell him this part, but it did occur to me later when I was walking back over to uh, Studio A for rehearsal. Uh -huh. Earlier, I had been working on a show by earlier, I should say months before, a couple months before earlier in the semester, I had been working on a show and I was running the light board. So right. I, one night, I was up there and I was alone in the light booth. I was the only one up there working, working the light board. And uh, the lighting designer was in there and he seemed really anxious about me. Like he didn't think I was going to do a good job about running the <laughs> light board. And a lot of people didn't know. I already had experience yeah. in theater. I already had, you know, years of experience in right. theater, but also, you know, I had been to the college of Santa Fe and had done plenty of right. tech work there. And uh, so anyway, this one day during the show, one of the lights like like uh, flickered, then ghosted, and then went out. And I thought, oh no, he was in the audience. And I thought he, he's going to think I did something. Right. So during the intermission, I walked down this very narrow hallway. It was a hallway with stairs, not very tall. Maybe mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe there were. 10 stairs, not, not a big staircase and really small so that you would kind of have to turn sideways to get mm -hmm. up and down the staircase. So I ran out there and I got onto the stage and I was looking up to see, you know, if the light looked burnt out, the lamp looked burnt out. And, uh, he came up there with me and he said, what happened? I said, I, I don't know. It wasn't like anything I did with a board. The light seems to have burnt out. And he said, okay, that's what I thought. So I went and got a ladder and he fixed it during the intermission. So I, turned back around and I can't believe I'd forgotten this, but I looked up and there were three men up in the light booth. And every once in a while, you'll have people come in and do, uh, you know, like the fire department will come in and, and do spot checks or, you know, different, uh, you know, health department or, or things like right. that. There's, there's, we'll go in. Yeah. And, people will go in there. Yeah. So I thought, oh, no, I'm not up there. I left the light board on its own. And there's people up there probably mm -hmm. doing whatever, doing yeah. a check. So I hurried. I started kind of, you know, run walking back there and, uh, you know, walked sideways up this little staircase and got in and they were gone. So I went back down. And at the end of the staircase, so in the last couple of steps, was this tiny box office. It was the worst box office in the world. It was right. like a... a 
you know, like two people could barely fit in there and there were two uh -huh. people in there running the box office. And so I stopped and I looked in and I said, who are the three people upstairs, the three men upstairs? Uh -huh. And they looked at me very strangely and they said, Esther, you're the only one who's gone up and down those stairs since oh. we got here. Oh. And I said, <laughs> well, I saw three men up there and they said, you may well, have, but, uh -oh. but what I kind of passed it off to is there was some kind of a reflection because light booths are covered in glass. So there was right. a reflection that made me think there were three men up there. Maybe. Yeah. But when I started thinking about it that day mm -hmm. after I left Greg and Dodie, um, was that one of them kind of looked like the guy that I saw who oh. was behind me in the chair. That's oh. odd. Mm -hmm. uh, but I I just let that go. And they said they had seen him and others. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. So I never tried to sleep in Park Street again. No. It <laughs> really, was really cool. I'm so sad they tore it down because it was old. Even at that time, it was about 100 years old. Right. And right. had, you know, those old red leather seats. Yeah. Uh, one of our professors told us that at one time it had been a live theater and then it had become a movie theater and then it had become like some kind of a shop at one time. You know, it had been mm -hmm. like a lot of different things before the university before the university happened. yeah they started buying up things on park street and that right. was one of the things so uh i was very curious about this place uh when i was working next door on the show i started asking people has anything strange ever happened to you in park street mm -hmm. and almost everyone had an answer uh, -huh. uh Bonnie, who actually also went to high school with, was um, the lighting designer, but she also ran the light board for my show that I was stage managing. And when I asked her, she said, oh, yeah. She said, one day I was in there. I designed the set for one of the shows, and it was a really cool show. It had a big uh, skateboard ramp on it, and the whole thing was white, like the entire set was white. But she did all the painting herself and the building and everything. And she said, I would be in there till late at night. And this one night I was painting and I'd been painting for a long time and I was almost done. And I got to the, finally the last part. And she said, I stood up and I turned around and looked at two seats in the audience and like held out my paintbrush, like, and then pointed to the set, like, what do you think? Oh. And she realized there was no one there, uh -huh. but the entire time she'd been painting, she had had a feeling like people uh -huh. were in those seats kind of watching her create the set. Uh -huh. uh, another time I went into Park Street, and this is after that occurrence again. I don't even know why I did it. It was very scary, but I went in and I sat down on the arm of one of the chairs. I had the front door propped open so you know there was sunlight mm -hmm. kind of coming into the lobby but I wasn't in the lobby um, but I had the lobby lights on but no lights on in the theater and I was sitting in there and one of my professors came in and I was like and he said what are you doing in here in the dark and I said you know something weird happened to me here the other day and I just thought I would sit and see if anything else happened and he said oh that's not a good idea and mm. I said, I know, I know I shouldn't be in here alone, but, you know. Yeah, well, the professor keys. says that. <laughs> yeah, he said, no, 
He said, there's something in here. And I said, what? And he said, well, he said, I was working on a show and it was when, when you coming back, Red Rider, he said, I was working on the show and I was doing a lot of props myself just to get stuff done. And he said, I've been working really late into the night and wanted to get everything done and felt really accomplished, but there were a couple things I needed. And he said, I went into the storage. So there was prop storage backstage in a bunch of different places. And one of the places was up in the ceiling area in that kind of an attic area. Mm-hmm. And he said, I climbed up the ladder because there was no stairs to it. There was just this old wooden ladder. Climbed up the ladder, got to the very top, and something told me, not now, get out. Mm. And he said, okay. So he climbed back down and he waited till daytime the wow. next day when someone else was in the theater with him. He said, but yeah, there's there's something in it that doesn't really like us in here. Oh. He said, so it's probably not a good idea for you to be in Ooh. here. And I said, okay. So I, I packed up and I, I left. And then... We were in rehearsals, kind of really deep into rehearsals for Marat Saad. And again, there's a lot of water used in Marat mm-hmm. Saad. It's a wonderful show. Yeah. It was a wonderful show. I saw. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Saw. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's buckets of water. And, and uh, I was doing something. And the, and the director said, you know, Esther, can you go get a bucket? They used it for some, like, short presentation in park street and they asked to borrow it from our set and she said it's it's next door they borrowed it so i went to park street and i'm looking around it's daytime but it's very dark inside and i found the audience like the house lights and they didn't go on and i thought oh you know maybe they're connected to the board the board's off i didn't know why but the lights wouldn't go on mm-hmm. and so i'm in the back and i'm looking around kind of trying to use the very dim light coming in from the lobby to see if I can find it. And I can't. And there was no ghost light on, as you know, every theater has what we mm-hmm. call a ghost light. And it's oh, just, yeah. everything's turned off, but there'll be one lone light, usually in the middle yeah. of the stage or the middle of backstage and nothing was on. So I went next door and I said, Hey, can't find it. Do you know exactly where it is? And the assistant stage manager who was kind of, mean um <laughs> and she was like really short tempered with me all the time and i don't know why because i did like above and beyond everything and uh she said it's backstage it's right you know right backstage behind the like there's, there was one opening just kind of the size of a large doorway and so i go back there and i'm not finding anything and again i can barely see my eyesight was really good back then, but I could not see anything. Mm-hmm. So I went back again and she's like, there is, I said, I can't, the lights won't go on. I can't get them turned on and I can't see. And she said, there is a light backstage. It's on a string and it's right in between the doorway, the, you know, the two door frames of the doorway. It's right there. Just pull it. So I went and, I, I can't feel it like I'm feeling oh, exactly. Yeah. Can't feel the string, can't see it. And I'm looking around. Suddenly, something started telling me, it's over here. It's over here. And I thought, oh, oh okay, great. I'm getting closer <laughs> to where the bucket is. And I'm kind of feeling as I'm going, and it keeps saying, over here, over oh. here. 
suddenly I hear a man's voice say, Esther. And it was coming from kind of the lobby area. And it was a very familiar voice. Mm. And I said, yeah. And I hear, what are you doing back there in the dark? It's my brother. So my brother, oh. Brian, at the time had, was in the Air Force. And he was stationed at Davis Monthan here when he first joined the Air Force. And he did not know that I was directing a show. I hadn't seen him in a long time because he'd been in you know, basic training mm -hmm. and was busy. I was at the university all the time and it was really busy because I had classes all day and theater at yeah. night. So I hadn't seen him. So I don't know even to this day how he found me. Uh, but mm. I guess he'd gone next door to Studio A uh -huh. and they had said, oh, Esther's next door. And so um, I'm standing in the dark and I hear his footsteps coming down the the aisle uh -huh. and across the stage and he goes why are you back here in the dark and i said he couldn't find the string for the light he goes uh -huh. you mean this one and he pulls the string and i turn around now everything's lit uh -huh. and sure enough the string was right there it's almost as though someone was holding oh, the light wow. the string away from me where i wouldn't have been able to feel uh -huh. it and he walked over to me and he goes, you could have killed yourself. Oh. And I looked down and my toes were right on the edge of about a five or six foot drop. Wow. And at the bottom of the drop, this never would have, would be allowed today with right, regulations. Right. Thank God. But there were all this, this broken furniture. Like it's where they threw oh, all the broken furniture wow. for all okay. the theaters in the department, you know, oh. legs and things st stand sticking up. Right. And I was right. My toes were right on the edge of it. Wow. And he goes, what are you doing? Like, I was just baffled. And mm -hmm. I said, I'm looking for a bucket. And he looks, he just is, does this quick scan. <laughs> he looks over right in the, doorway where they had told me it was uh -huh. is an old wooden bucket and he walks over because you mean this one mm. and i said yeah and wow. i took it from him and i said do you want to come sit in and rehearsal so he did wow and that's mm -hmm. the most bizarre why brian at that exact moment right. showing up how did that even happen that is really it's remarkable also yeah. like they weren't going to mess with him, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's <laughs> kind of scary. He is. He's always been kind of yeah, scary. He's, he kind of commands respect, yeah. I would say. So, yeah. 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 But wow. Wow. What a, what a strange, odd, yeah. serendipitous. Yeah. I mean, Brian's not experience. scary in a, a, no, no, he's, in a dangerous way. No, he just, he's, he commands and tall. And, yeah. 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 And very protective of people he loves. That's so right. I don't, it's just amazing oh, wow. to me, like what sent him at that exact moment yeah. to make sure he was there mm. to call out my name just before. I, I, I was wondering, I was step. like, was it really him? And then you were like, yeah. no, it really was him. And I was like, oh, good. Which is even stranger to me. Like right. if it was a spirit pretending to be Brian, it would have been like, right. oh, that's really right. creepy, but okay. But no, it was literally him. And how he found me how, in yeah. that moment right. was just strange. So, oh, right. here's our Doberman. Yeah. Hi, guys. Hi. He's like, they're scared. I'm going to come. Yeah, I'm going to come. Give them some love. Yeah. So, that's, I mean, there were a lot of little mini uh, Park Street 
theater stories, but those, those are kind of the, the main are, ones. Yeah. And you know, theaters as you know, we've discussed many times, they seem to be attracted. Spirits are attracted to them mm -hmm. for whatever reason it might be the extraordinary creativity in that space, or it might be the history of the space because, yeah. you know, Park Street had been probably like a vaudeville theater and other things yeah. before. Yeah. Um, it makes me wonder if the current newly revitalized, relatively newly revitalized university theater has any stories. I know? wonder if the ground that is built on has, Correct. has retained any of that residual. Because the ground holds yeah. those stories. Yep. Yep. And I uh, love when you say it that. Would it's be, so scary. Yeah. It would be, it would be interesting to find out. Yeah. And you have you have some other stories that are from the College of Santa Fe Theater too. Oh, and we yeah. were talking about actually going on location. Yeah. I, I wonder, think we should I have stories from the we College should see of if Santa Kim Fe would want to come with us. I wonder if she'd want to do so. a road trip. So we might do a guest in road trip, but it's not gonna be today. No. <laughs> today. Thank you for listening in today though. Yeah, today we're gonna end here and we're gonna hope that you'll come back and listen to more stories as we continue to tell them. Yeah. So. Bye, friends. Bye-bye.